It's Gabcast. Coming to you, Coming to you live, live, live from Pittsburgh, live. Pennsylvania. Welcome to GabCast, the official podcast of Steelers, Gab.com, and the NFL Gridiron Gab Network. I'm Christina Rivers. I'm joined today by my colleague, Robert Smith, Jr. Today on the show, we're going to spend time discussing off-season training activities, some player profiles, and talk with a couple guests uh, to the show, Sonia Millett and Matt Lodi. Um, thanks for being here, Robert. The first thing I want to talk to you, or with you, Robert, is about OTAs. The Steelers spent their first week on the field last week, and are back at it this week. One interesting topic that has come up recently surrounds veteran tight end Heath Miller. A recent article by Gene Collier of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on May 31st revealed that Miller was kept on the practice field after OTAs for about five minutes with tight end's coach, James Daniel. Now, prior to the draft, the Steelers brought in several tight ends for workouts, and they drafted six-foot, seven-inch Penn State phenom Jesse James in the fifth round this year. They drafted Rob Blanchflower in the seventh round of the 2014 NFL Draft. With Miller and Matt Spath already on the roster as veterans, Blanchflower spent the 2014 season on the scout team for the most part, and was invited back to rookie minicamp this year. It appears that there is some sentiment among fans that the, it's time for the Steelers to start looking beyond Miller. Miller told Collier, obviously he played more games than he has in front of him, but then when the team brings in other players, he takes it as a challenge to be his best and try to prove himself year in and year out. Robert, why do you think there's this underlying focus on the play of Miller who's arguably one of the most productive and consistent players the Steelers have on their offensive roster. And do you think Pittsburgh is just challenging him, or is the team truly looking past him to the future? Yeah, we have to be just as good 
left on his contract with the Steelers and long to it's interesting you mentioned Polamalu because he had uh, two years left on his contract as well and we've likely seen the last appearance of Polamalu around the Steelers facility after what many considered to have been a rather strange exit now P- Polamalu didn't publicly say he was forced out and many insiders feel that is what happened and even Gene Collier noted that to get Polamalu to take an appearance or make one for a throbbing halftime Jumbotron tribute, which was his quote, honoring his skills and his Steelers career would be Olympic. Do you think that statements regarding Polamalu being unhappy with Coach Tomlin made his exit from the team awkward? And do you see Heath Miller eventually departing in a similar way? One thing I've learned about Pittsburgh Steelers, especially from Hans Moore from a couple of years ago, he had some years left on his contract, and he was willing to take a big cut less playing time safe. Once the Pittsburgh Steelers feel like that he's done, even if you have some years left on the contract, they're going to find a way to do away with him. He was better back in the 80s with Franco Harris, and he's done with Hans Moore, he's briefly done with Trump Alamalu. Done with Dane Harrison a couple of years ago before he was brought back. And so when I look at Keith Miller, if this production switch this year, I could very easily see him with him having all the million left on the contract after this season, him just saying, We're going to turn to Blank Flower, or we're going to turn to Jesse James, or we're going to go back to Dublin. So I do feel all the lines with the last One more question for you about uh, about Miller now. Having caught 66 passes for 761 yards and three touchdowns last season, Miller was possibly the most capable player on the field. And then you add his blocking skills. Blocking skills that Rob Blanchflower and Jesse James aren't necessarily known for. When Miller makes his sixth catch in 2015... He'll have caught more passes than any other player in a Steelers uniform outside of Heinz Ward. If he exceeds 500 receiving yards, he'll have accomplished that feat for the ninth time. Saying that, is it premature, in your opinion, for fans and the Steelers to be underselling Miller? Or, like you said, do you think this is a a year where they they keep an eye on him and but at the same time keep their other eye looking on future in Rob Blanchflower and in Jesse James? Well, like I said, I do feel that uh, they're going to keep a closer eye on it. And what I will say is this, if we have a good year, and Jesse James and Blanchflower are still struggling, then we'll keep this little thing next. But if he can't get and Jesse James showed that he can score around his own line or he's capable of catching 
Now, do you think the Steelers are trying to go for a, a Rob Gronkowski kind of move here, moving forward? I just know that you know the NFL has become a popcat. Look at what Barney Day did for 49ers. Look at what Tony Day did when he still at San Diego. Look at Rob Gronkowski. Look at Jimmy Brown now that he's in Seattle. So many teams want that tight end that can just spread the field. They can just flex out wide and play some wide receivers. And the uh, thing about he's little, he knows he's great at it. So if they do feel that they can get out of this game, or out of black while I doubt it, but they do feel they can get that out of those guys, it'll be much easier for them to say, well, this is what we're going to go. The only thing you can get is to find the next thing, well, if these guys are more athletic and can do more with the offense, it'll be easier to let them go. So. Okay, I, I, I think we kind of covered that. I have a, a clip of their 2015 draft selections. The player that was signed last was Gerard Holloman. Typically, a seventh rounder doesn't wait to get signed by the team that selected him. Any idea, Rob, as to why Holloman waited? Or do you think the team waited, especially given their depth concerns at the safety position? When it comes down to Holloman, you know, uh, he had 14 steps last year. And one thing that Pittsburgh really needs is secondary players. And the thing about Holloman is he had a second round grade on us by a lot of factors, but a lot of times when you get it down, he has a certain grade on him, and they drop the way he thinks. When they do these contracts, they want to try to recover as much money as they can. But what I've been told, what I've been reading, Pittsburgh ended up, uh, what took so long was that they would work out the bonus. But, you know, when you get back to that low, the only thing that's guaranteed is contract Bonus. So he wanted to get a bonus that wasn't, you know, a seven-round player, but more of a third or fourth round. If he had a second-round grade or put in a spot, there was questions about tackling him. So him, him taking so long, it's all about him feeling that he needs to get the money that he needs to get. Because even though he is a seven-round pick, a lot of people see him as a second starter, you know, two to three years down the road. Now we have, uh, you know, Mike Mitchell is coming off of an injury, and recently he gave an interview and said that the injury was serious enough to require surgery. Do you think Mitchell still has a shot at taking a starting position, or do you think a guy like Gerard Holloman is going to push for that position in camp? Well, the thing about, in my opinion, I always felt that training camp more for the a lot of times, you know, a lot of guys in preseason, you know, are not going to make it. The thing about Mitchell, of course, for a lot of fans, they're not really high on the level right now because of, you know, the down people that he But if all this stuff is training camp, he feels that he has no football, he improves his tackling ability. When the preseason kicks in, the audience is second round, he's going to get a lot of playing time in preseason. If he feels that he can intercept the ball and be a short tackler, be a good center fielder, I do think it's going to put even more pressure on Mike Mitchell, you know, to hold on to his spot. And the thing about Mike Mitchell is, even though he had a, you know, a growing into like season, he did a good job at defending his first against deep with deep ball. So as of right now, for the Mitchell experience and his skill set, you know, proven skill set, I do think that he is a first-cut starter. But if Mitchell does not 
Now, who do you predict at this point will be the starters at the safety position? Yeah, I mean, we understand that you know preseason they're gonna they're gonna be putting as many uh, people on on the field as possible to look at them. But um, as far as starter coming into Week One facing New England. Okay, um, here's my next question for you. The Steelers brought in Devin Gardner, the, the former Michigan quarterback, and he's been using OTAs to transition to wide receiver. Now, he was a wide receiver before he became a quarterback at Michigan, and Gardner said he's getting used to the different kind of work he has to put in as a as a receiver versus quarterback, but that the keys to being a receiver in college and in the NFL remain the same, pretty much catching the ball well, running well, and getting open. With the depth at the wide receiver position for the Steelers, do you realistically see Gardner making the final roster cut? Well, I will say this. Step back in fear when the sirens cry Step up to the 
Sonia, Sonia Millet, and the name of your group, Sonia, is? Black and Gold Blitz. Okay, and when did this group start? Four years ago. Okay, and uh, where can fans find it? Type in search engine for Black and Gold Blitz, and it brings you right to the group. Now, is it a Facebook-only group, or is it on other locations on the web? No, ma'am. It's, uh, it's just on the Facebook. Okay. Um, it's what... just a Facebook group. Okay. Awesome. What kind of activities does the group do? Activities? Activities, yeah. Uh, we, we play um, football games. Um, we have a football thread during the football games. Um. We have cancer fundraiser football games that we do. Um, as far as activities, we have, um, we all meet in Pittsburgh once a year for a group um, get together. When you meet in Pittsburgh, where do you guys usually meet? Well, this year it's going to be held at Robinson. District. 
and it's going to be held um, on the 25th of July for the Rock Out to Knock Out Cancer. Um, can so you, that will be... Can you I, tell me a little bit about that, that, that? Now that's through with Ray Powers, correct? Correct. Can you tell me a little bit about that event? It's uh, We started it four years ago. This will be our fourth event. And we um, raise money for cancer uh, research. And um, we have raised anywhere from $5,000 to $10,000. And I think he's raised more than that um, off the books also. Um, I have done some fundraiser games for this event for this year. And we are looking for a great turnout this year and a lot of fun. Now, is there details on the group, um, how people can get involved with uh, the event? Um, yeah, I post it on my page all the time. I post it on most of the um, Steelers groups that allow me to do it. Um, my group especially, um, I do it. Um, there's a Rock Out to Knock Out Cancer fundraiser page. Um, it's Rock Out to Knock Out Cancer 15. Um and all the the um, hotel reservations and everything is right there. Okay. Now, how much does it cost to attend the event? Uh, well, this year the the tickets for the actual concert is only ten dollars, and it has never changed since we started this event. Um, and all the that proceeds goes to directly to cancer cancer research. Um, and then we do we do some uh, drawings with tickets and everything. Um, so everybody has a chance to win something. We have door prizes. Um, and what else? Uh, the links to the hotels are on there. This year we're lucky enough not to have it. Sometimes it is right to have it in downtown Pittsburgh where all the events and everything of thrill being in Pittsburgh is there. But this year we decided to have it at the um, uh, north of Pittsburgh or south of Pittsburgh, depending on which way you look at it. Um, that way we don't have to have, we don't have to pay, pay for parking and it's a, the hotel's a lot cheaper. Now can you, tell, can you tell me the date of that again? Yes, ma'am. It's uh, July 25th. July 25th of 2015. And what time does it start? Um, this year, it's, it's going to be in an afternoon event, and we will have a um, meet and greet relaxation thing afterwards. It's the, the concert is from uh, 12 to 4.30. There's going to be like, I don't know, four, five, six bands there playing, and then we'll have drawings and stuff for prizes. And then um, we have a meet and greet scheduled afterwards. I think is going to be like six to nine, something to that effect. Okay. Now, how many members does your Facebook group have? Uh, we have twenty-one thousand. Okay. Now, is there a requirement to join your Facebook group? No, ma'am. Um, all we have to do is just put in your search engine and then uh, click to join. Okay, so anybody that's on Facebook can uh, search for the name of your group. 
And yeah, then just as long as you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, <laughs> now sometimes it slides by us that we accidentally leave somebody else in, and it's not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but we find out obviously they're let go. So this is a diehard Steelers fan group. This is a diehard Steelers fan group. We, um, I post a bunch of um, every news article I can find on the internet on the website or on the. Uh, Facebook page. Um, we talk about the articles. We discuss how we can get better. Um, we discuss anything that anybody really wants to discuss about the players or the coaches or um, anything that we want to do. Well, what would you say are some of the overall goals of your group, or, or why did you create it? Um, well, I was one of the first ones. Uh, to get a group when the fir uh, first off that uh, Facebook really started these groups um, Randy Rose did his group first okay um, and I branched off of his group created my own group um, and then a bunch of other people have done the same thing which everybody isn't allowed to do um, what do you think makes makes your group unique uh, it's a, it's great to be in a bunch of Steeler groups to get every aspect of the Steelers organization that you can get. Um, my group, we don't post a lot of pictures. We don't um, we don't post a lot of pictures. We don't um, we basically talk about the Steelers. Um, a lot of other groups have other goals. We don't. We don't post, um, we don't, I mean, if somebody wants to post a picture about the Steelers, that's fine, but we don't like to be photobombed and stuff, so we kind of watch uh, how many pictures we get, um, advertising and stuff like that. We, I think mine's a great group. We have a great, great bunch of people in our group, and... We all love the Steelers. Now, do you guys have any activities um, that are just unique to the group? Say, do you guys have a fantasy football league? Or uh, you mentioned that you do giveaways and prizes. Yeah, we do the giveaways and prizes for the Rock Out the Knockout Cancer. Um, and I've also done... Um, fundraisers for the cancer organization, but um, as far as, what you say? I'm sorry. Basically, I didn't know if you guys participated in fantasy football. Um, well, we do have like five or six people that have their own fantasy football, and I do allow them to post their fantasy football league in the groups, um, in my um, blitz group. Uh, so anybody can join if you do fantasy football. I don't understand it. <laughs> okay. I don't participate in it, but I do allow people to host their fantasy football leagues in our group. Okay. So that's, big, that's big now is the fantasy football. I wish I understood it, but I don't. Well, I admit I'm not very good as much 
as I know about football, I'm not very good at fantasy football. I have almost every league I've entered, I've been at the bottom of the league at the end of the season and never made the playoffs. So obviously there's some mojo science involved in in fantasy football that that I can't get past. Uh, But um, now when your your group started, how fast did it grow? Well, when my group started, it it was back in the day where you had to be a friend to um, to um, add people, which you still do, but you can also now request into the groups. Um, before, they didn't have that luxury of requesting into groups and searching for it as easy as they do now. And we, it's made it a lot easier for them to do it this way. So I don't have to friend everybody now to put them in the groups. So, uh, so Mark Zuckerberg did you a favor when he uh, changed how Facebook groups work, at least. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I have over 5,000 football friends, um, which have at one time or another been in the blitz. Some of them, some of them club, some of them, you know, not a group person. Um, some of them... Uh, some of them have been there since day one that we restarted. So, um, yeah, Mark Zuckerman did a did the group a favor, requesting into the group. So I don't find many people many anymore, but I do. So it's kind so, of an extension of friends instead of being directly a, a per se a hitting the friend request button. Now you've got an extended family of friends. Exactly, and we love everybody. Yeah. Now, what's the what's behind the name of your group? Um. Well, when we started the Blitz, we took um a poll. We did a poll, and there was um, probably three hundred people that took participated in the poll of what the group should be named. So I didn't really name the group. The people who started the group with me named it. Okay, well that's that's awesome. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so let me make sure I have this this correct. Um, so they can Steelers fans can find your group. It's unique to Facebook, so it's a Facebook group. They just go to Facebook and they search for, tell me the name again. Black and Gold Blitz. Okay, Black and Gold Blitz. And your name is Sonia Millett. And I notice mm-hmm. you you have Blitz in the middle of there on Facebook. Yes, yeah, I do. <laughs> Was that a tie-in to your group or or is there another yes, story to that? Yes. Okay. Nope, I did it for my group. Okay, now just a couple personal questions. I always like to ask a couple personal questions. I always like to ask people, who is your all-time favorite Steelers player or players? Current or... Just in, ge- in general. Currently, it would be Heath Miller. Okay. Currently, it would be Heath, Heath, Heath Miller. He's my favorite. Um, I've made him a Steelers... Uh, not him, but I have a Steelers, two Steelers dresses that I've actually made. 
that are um, one is black. One is black and it looks just like a jersey dress, and his name is on it. And I made a pink one for breast cancer for October that has has his name on it. That's very cool. Very very original. <laughs> yeah, and I would like to market them at some point, but right now I don't have the money. Yeah. Um. Um. All time would probably be Jerome Bettis. Okay. Now, how excited are you that Bettis is getting into the Hall of Fame? I am thrilled. Oh my gosh! I wish I could go to um, the Hall of Fame that weekend. Um, but there's no way to get from Charlotte to um, Pittsburgh area, 10 hours away, um, two times in a month. So, and I have to go to the Rock Out to Knock Out camp. So, um, I wish I could go to watch, but I, I have committed to this. Now, does your group have any special game day um, activities, or do they have game day watch or chat that they do? Yes, we have a game thread. It starts, um, we usually post it, we usually post it um, 10 or 15 minutes prior to each game. Okay. We do a border, I usually do a um, big banner that says Steelers against, you know, the Ravens or whatever. Um, this year, of course, it'll be um, uh, Steelers at New England um, for game one. And it'll say game thread. And everybody interacts on that one thread. Um, and we have a ball. Sometimes I've seen the threads go up to over 2,000 comments in three and a half hours. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, so we have a huge, huge um, interaction. And it's the threads are not to be... Um, criticizing the Steelers at any time because um, that there's a time to talk about what we can improve if we lose a game or whatever after the game. But during the game, it's to encourage. Now, your group, a lot of people get involved in groups um, and based on Facebook rules, we know that there are teenagers um, that have accounts. Would you say that yes. your group is a family-friendly group or for adults, or is there a certain mine age group? Very, mine Oh, awesome question. My group is um, very friendly, family-friendly, but on the same token, I don't um, encourage uh, teenagers to be in my group. There's plenty of other groups that they can be in, um, only because I have five teenagers myself. I, I don't want my teenagers in with a bunch of adults. Yeah. Whether, whether um, especially on game days, they can be cussing or whatever. Um, I try to keep everything at a minimal of the, sometimes we do get a little out of hand. You know, the F word comes out or whatever, but sometimes we, I try to keep everything at a minimal and everything clean in my group. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes, um, that makes perfect sense. I don't want my teenagers in groups. 
Um, and sometimes when you're reading things, you don't realize the person that you are fixing to go really, you think that direction is a child. So then an argument can start and you're like, oh, great, a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So um, I tried to keep the age limit in my group um, at 18. Then, uh, you know, they can join at the age of 18. Okay. Um, so with your 21,000 members of, of your group, uh, how diverse do you think that your group is uh, as far as locations uh, across the country? Uh, we are come from all walks of life. Um, some are very much Christian organizations, you know, church-going people. Some are atheists. Some are, um, you know, all walks of life. Of some are, you can tell, are very educated, and some aren't. Um, but we all love each other, and we all understand that everybody has a view of opinions, and we take each other's opinions into account for what we are fixing to say, and be thankful that none of us are in the office. <laughs> now, you, you said you're from Charlotte. I'm guessing that's Charlotte, North Carolina? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, what are some of the other cities that you know there are members uh, of your group? What other cities do you have uh, members in? We have in? a bunch from... We have... West Virginia is a huge part. Um, especially Morgantown, because they're, you know, right below Pennsylvania. Um, we do have people in Florida. If you want me to say cities, I mean, there's far south as Miami, far north as Maine. Um, we have a bunch of people from uh, California, San Diego area. Um, so this is pretty much uh, it's na Steelers nationwide, right? Steelers nationwide. We even have them from Canada, uh, Nova Scotia, and Hawaii. Well, there you go. All right. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for uh, spending time on our Gab Chat. And uh, we appreciate you being on here and uh, encourage everybody that's on Facebook to, to join your group. And uh, hopefully uh, we can get some more people there to uh, the Rock Out to knock out cancer event as well. Yes. July 25th in, in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, and that will be in the Robinson area. Okay. Thank you so much. In every state and town, Steeler Nation can be found. Love of black and gold, gonna win that Super Bowl tonight. When the shard hits the line, and when Heinz starts to smile, that's when black and gold come alive. Steeler fans wave those towns. Cause Green Bay's gonna get a glimpse of a Steeler stand. We got so many Lombardi's gonna need six pins. Tomlin's got his game on, number seven and I'm born. Big Ben tonight, gonna win it. Every state and town, Steeler Nation can be found. Love a 
Coming to, Coming to you live, live from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. 